Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Is anyone else doing the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else doing the call? Good morning, Susie. It's Miss B. Good morning, Miss B or Miss D? B. Oh, Barbara. you sound like you're a little bit sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Miss B. Morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay, and I am sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> you have a great day. You too, sweetie. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. I'm starting work, but I wanted to say good morning before I go off the line. My name is Danielle. You guys have a wonderful, blessed day, and keep me lifted in prayer. We sure will, Danielle. You have a wonderful day as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Does anyone else join the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, Susie. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you as well. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning before I get started here this morning? Okay, well then before we move forward, we ask that you do mute your lines so that we can proceed. And hello again, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess, and thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to join us daily in November for the monthly theme entitled is Reset. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book emotionally, or excuse me, through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And that's by Peter Sazero. 
The call takes place from 6 to 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please feel, please visit DeclareVictory.org or PayPal.me forward slash DeclareVictory or Cash App dollar sign DeclareVictory. And I will repeat that, DeclareVictory.org or PayPal.me forward slash or Cash App dollar sign DeclareVictory. We pray, we pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We do have one prayer request on our app from Trarina. She's asking that we please pray for Jasmine Waller. She is missing. Pray that she will be found alive and safe and returned to her family. Thanks, Stevie family. And also, Danielle is asking us that we keep her in prayer. We sure will, Danielle. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane, and the declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declared Tanya. The scripture for today is from Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Mm. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Diane. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Diane, if you're praying, we cannot hear you. Can someone please step in for the corporate, uh, step in for prayer for uh, taking Diane's place? Thank you very much. I'm going to try to um, call her real quick, Susie. Thank you so much.
Susie, you can ask one more time about um, if there's uh, someone can step in. Yes, because I'm going to have to uh, get off the line. I've got to get ready here. So, Okay, is there anyone else that can please step in for the prayer? Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning, Lord. First of all, Father, thanking you for allowing us to wake up and see another beautiful day, Lord. Well, we come this morning um, lifting up our our prayer warrior to you know whatever the situation is, Father. And I just ask you to put a hedge around her, Lord Jesus. Well, I come thanking you for our, uh, just for us being able to, to speak and be on a phone call and to be able to talk about you to people, Lord. Well, I thank you for our um, our workers, Lord, our first responders, Lord Jesus. Thank you for our firemen, our policemen. Thank you for our our governors and our our whole system, Lord. I just ask you to, I lift it up to you, Father, asking you to continue to control things as you would have things be, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you this morning. My heart is so thankful this morning because, Father, I know that somebody didn't wake up this morning, Lord. Father, I just ask that you would bless our speaker this morning. Father, touch me in a special way, Lord. Put a hedge around us. Whatever the message is you have for us this morning, Lord, I just ask that we listen, we learn, and we do different, Lord. For I believe that as we learn better, we should do better, Lord Jesus. Father, I just come this morning lifting up all of our pastors to you, Lord, thanking you for them. Ask me to continue to bless them and continue to anoint them with your word, Lord. Helping us to truly be the people that you want us to be, Lord, and to do the things that you want us to do, Father. Lord, I lift up Dion and Tanya and Josiah and Didi and just all of these ambassadors to you, Lord. Thanking you for them, Father. Asking you to continue to Touch is only you can touch, Lord. I lift up those with uh, the need your healing hand, Lord Jesus. I lift up those that are struggling with this coronavirus, Lord Jesus. I just ask you to visit each bed, Lord Jesus. Touch each person, Lord. I lift up those that are working with them, Lord. And I lift their families up, Lord, for I know that it's so hard for your family to be sick and you can't go see them. That's difficult, Father. We're living in a very trying time right now, Lord. But, oh, I thank God that we have you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for being our our Savior, our healer, our our Jehovah Rapha, Lord Jesus. I thank you for thankful Thursday, Lord Jesus. We made it another day, Lord. We couldn't make it in this world without you, Lord. I thank you for the sun and the rain and the air that we breathe, Lord Jesus. I thank you for shelter, Lord, and food in our homes and heat in our homes, Lord Jesus. Sometimes we don't know how blessed we are, Father, till we really sit down and think about the things that are really going on in our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just lift up if there were any prayer requests this morning, Lord. 
You know what each of us need before we even say it, Father. And I just ask you to uh, be with each one of us, Lord. We invite you to this call this morning, Lord. But we need you this morning, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you, Father, and I just praise you, and I just magnify your name this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask everyone to take your phone off of mute and join in as we praise the Lord this morning, thanking him for how wonderful and how excellent and just the things that he does for us. Lord, we couldn't make it in this world if we didn't have you, Father. And we just thank you. We have a thankful heart this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you for waking us this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you for waking us this morning, Lord Jesus. Lifting up the prayer request up before you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this day. The day thank you for this gift of life, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we seek your face this morning. We seek you throughout the day, Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Thank you for Hallelujah, we exalt you, King of kings and Lord 
migrated from the Middle East at six years old. Uh, his family converted from Islam at the age when he was 12. Um, he was an even-keeled, handsome man. He had an average height, 
uh, he had a keg instead of a six pack though. His eyes were strikingly beautiful with eyelashes so long and thick that women envied them. He had an undergrad in business and a PhD in the school of life. He inherited a successful mid-sized family business um, from his dad at the age of 25. The business grew exponentially in less than nine months. He tied 20% of his personal income. Uh, the employee orientation included tithing principles and 98% of his employees tithed too. The company tithed 10% to Hazik's nonprofit AOA, which stands for All Over Again. This was a faith-based organization. The demographic was underserved. Uh, they prided themselves, or their mission was social, social injustice and inequality. Hazik honored God unwaveringly. His faith was unwavering in everything that he did. Vendors and customers alike knew of his love and reverence for God. I know he sounds almost perfect, but he had some vices. He had poor eating habits and he smoked three cigarettes a day. I'm sorry, three cigarettes every other day. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3:23. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. Some of y'all are a little thrown off by his smoking. I can identify with the religious judgmental chatter. About seven years ago, uh, I started working hard to mute that committee. And while we're at the topic of mute, I want you to double check, triple check your phones to make sure they are muted as well. Hazik used to smoke three packs a day. I hear you, but he smoked. Yeah, yeah. He lacks trust in that area, but he's actively working on it. Remember, he used to smoke three packs a day. How can you say to your brother, brother, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What secret vices are you still holding on to? Say la. How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out that speck that's in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take out the speck that's in your brother's eye. Luke 6, 41 through 42 the ESV version. I'm not justifying Hazik's weakness, nor am I making excuses. I'm just saying we shouldn't be so fast to cast stones when we ourselves live in a glass house. Don't be so quick to condemn. Anyway, as I fast forward, Hazik's God-inspired strategy yielded a $20 million 
annual uh, yielded twenty million dollars in annual receipts, and the company was debt free. This got the attention of the competition. A big five company presented a buyout offer to them. I won't name the company, but you know them. They're global. You can order practically anything that you want from them online. They have Mercedes Mercedes cargo vans with blue logos on the side. You can see them everywhere. If you're a first class member, shipping is often expedited and free. Anyway, they requested a meeting. Hazik didn't want to be bothered, so he sent his representatives rather than attend himself. This kind of ticked them off that he didn't show up, but whatever. He only agreed to the meeting to appease his advisors and his uh, and his silent partners. When his representatives returned, uh, the consensus was that they fail. Uh, because of the financial gain, um, they'd be able to offer appealing severance packages for everybody. Um, it would avoid ridicule of losing to the competitor, and they had already decided that they would lose to the competitor because the competitor had bought out so many other small and mid-sized companies. Hazik took the terms. He looked over them. He then met with Pastor Saray. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Saray. Pastor Saray was a boss. You ain't seen nobody like her. <laughs> she had a high school diploma, but her insight and wisdom were unmatched. She gave all credit to the credit to the Holy Spirit. See, she loved God with all her heart, mind, and soul. Matthew 22:37. She was legit. Her prayers got through. She didn't pray for angels from Africa and Latin America to commute to the Bay Area to fight for her. And she didn't label God as a God of disorder. For God is not the author of confusion, 1 Corinthians 14.33. Saray's only interaction with sociopathic narcissists, racists, liars, bullies, womanizers, pretenders of the faith was offering Christ as a deliverer. The meeting with Pastor Saray confirmed Hazik's belief. Nope, I'm going to stand still and watch God work. Hazik relayed his final decision. Nope. The competitor fired back nastily, insulted Hazik's belief in God. Remember, everybody knew that Hazik feared and reverenced and loved God. The competitor promised, listen to me, promised to make it their business to crush Hazik. Even had the audacity to say, God won't be able to help you, blah, 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 blah. Then the competitor made it personal. They started to tweet insults, rumors, lies, innuendos about Hazik and the company. I don't have time to relay all the details, um, but know this. Hazik stood fast on his decision. He wasn't moved by their threats because he had his eyes, his face was set like flint. He had his eyes focused on what God had told him to do. Stand still. Seven months later, the very man that antagonized him was arrested. 
<laughs> he was arrested for SEC violations, tax evasion, and embezzlement. He went away bye-bye for a long time. Have a seat, sir. Hazik assumed assumed the discomfort that he had been feeling for the past few weeks or so was stress-related. Um, Kara, his wife, noticed a large reddish-colored lump one morning after he got out of the shower. She immediately scheduled a doctor's appointment. Her, ner- her training as a registered nurse, the alarms um, started to go off. Um, they were seen the very next day. They arrived at 10 a.m. for their appointment and didn't leave until 2.15 p.m. Long story short, the doctor was 99.9% sure it was an aggressive form of cancer. Again, as a registered nurse, Quran knew the average life expectancy was about six months. Hazik heard the doctor, but the doctor's words seemed to suffocate him like a poisonous gas. Hazik walked to the car in bewilderment. A million questions flooded his mind, but he couldn't take but they couldn't take hold because of the poisonous gas the doctor filled his mind with. He and Cora rode home in silence. The enemy's accusations made him feel like he was drowning. He grasped for breath. The accuser antagonized him the entire drive home. What idiot serves a God that gives you cancer? Are you for real? That's how a loving God treats his son? Really? Why would you serve a God who does this to you, idiot? Now you'll surely lose your business. Everyone will laugh at you. Can you hear the laughter? (laughs) Hold the business. You should have taken that offer when you had the chance. Blah, 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 blah. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. First Peter 5.8 ESE version. The enemy's accusations were deafening. They were so loud that he looked at Kara to see if she heard him. Her expressionless face as she continued to drive home said that she didn't. Over the years, Hazik had become a pro resisting the enemy. He even laughed and sometimes out loud as he watched the enemy run away when he blasted him with the word. James 4, 7. But this, this right here, this was different. He felt vulnerable after such a prolonged fight with the competitor. He was completely unprepared and thrown off. He had no intention of giving up, but this was new terrain. All he could do was whisper, God, help me, which opened the floodgate for hot, stinging tears that leapt out of his eyes and rushed down his cheeks.
He had nothing else. Suddenly, he heard a soft, calming voice. Believe the report of the Lord. Do not believe the devil's report. Isaiah 53, 1. When they got home, he hurried to his closet, the place he met God regularly for years. Throwing off his jacket, he lay prostrate on the floor and called on Yahweh. Father, you are amazing, wonderful, and all-knowing, kind, loving. You are my strength, my rock, my my fortress. I I can't breathe without you. You are my everything. Remember, Lord, that I have served you faithfully and loyally, and that I have always tried to do what you wanted me to do. I want to thank you for this mind that you've given me to serve you. Thank you for this moment, my present, which is already history. Thank you for this day was written in your books about me according to Psalms 138. Thank you for every hair on my head is counted and accounted for. Thank you for every breath that I take. You have led me to this place and I want to thank you. You've blessed me with an incredible spouse and I want to thank you. You've blessed me with a beautiful family and I want to thank you. You've blessed me with a successful, thriving business and I want to thank you. Father, everything you do, you do it well. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. I thank you that you are in control. I thank you, God. I thank you. Ah, that this didn't catch you by surprise. God, I thank you. 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 Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you because you are my source. Thank you because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank you, God. I thank you. Thank you. I glorify your name. Magnify your name. There's nothing too hard for you, God. I celebrate you. God, I celebrate you, God. I lift you up this morning. Ah, there's none like you. There's none like you in all of the earth. The promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. I thank you because you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Thank you, God, that you're my keeper. But I'm not ready to go yet, God. Ah, I'm not ready to go. I know that you've got more for me. Hallelujah. God, I believe you. God, I trust you. Ah, God, I'm going to stand flat-footed. I'm going to stand on your promises, which are yes and amen. I thank you because you are my exceeding great reward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As he was ending the prayer, he heard what sounded like an iron gate slamming. And it startled him. He quickly rose from his prostrate position to see Cora rising too. He didn't even realize she had come in the room to pray with him. Their eyes met his as big as silver dollars. Did you hear that? Hazik asked with concern. Yes, she said with alarm. It sounded like an iron gate. They had no iron gate. What was even more astonishing was that they were both consumed with peace. Hazik realized that he had in haste left his phone in the car. Kora went, went to the kitchen to prepare lunch. When Hazik re, retrieved his phone, he saw several missed calls from his doctor. When he entered the kitchen, Kara handed him the landline. It's the doctor, she said. Puzzled, Hazik took the phone. All of a sudden, the tears fell like a waterfall. Kara was alarmed, but she instinctively remained silent. Hazik thanked the doctor and hung up the phone. My love, the doctor says, a specialist reviewed my results. They cannot find the black spots they showed us just a few hours ago. And the biopsy is benign. Oh my God! Quran shouted, God be praised! God be praised! God be praised! Answered our prayers. We got a do-over, a reset. He prescribed some medication that should eliminate the growth in a matter of days. Something else happened, though. Zeke felt different. He felt empowered. It seemed as though a reset button had been pushed and held down for 30 seconds to reset some of the internal things that had him off in the first place. Today was his smoke day. Remember, he smoked three cigarettes every other day, but the thought repulsed him. He no longer had a desire to smoke. He contacted his cousin, a personal trainer, and scheduled time to meet to develop an exercise regimen. He was sick of carrying around that keg. First, God reset Hazik's business. Next, he reset Hazik's health. The rest of the reset was up to Hazik. For faith without work is dead. We have a role to play in our reset process, even if it's just to press the reset button until we feel change come. How do you reset? Prayer, fasting, studying the word.
and praying some more until you get a breakthrough. Decide. I'm going to stay here until you show up, God. Just like Jacob did when he wrestled all night long. Good morning, everybody. That's my reset share. I pray that something that was said inspired you to do a reset, a do-over. I want to open the call um, to those that did not get a chance to say good morning. Uh, And I want to thank y'all. There was not one time that I had to say, can somebody mute your phone? Um, But I want to open it up. I'd like to open up the call to any uh, first-time callers. This is your first time calling in. we want to open the line to you first and give you an opportunity to just state your name and let us know who invited you. And we'd just like to formally welcome you. Um, and again, uh, after that, if there are any men that are on the call, I love to open the call up to the to the men first because, ladies, you know, we'll take it and run with it. If there are men, any men on the call that, again, would like to say good morning, and then after that, we'll open the call up. For, after our greetings, we'll open the call up for um, – uh, questions or comments or wherever the Lord takes us. So again, to our first time callers or you've never spoken before uh, and you'd like to say good morning, that's the category. And then after that, we're going to open it up to the men. The call is open. Good morning. Um, My name is Juana. And I was invited by Denise and Dee and Tanya, the Warren women, last night from the Zoom call. Thank oh, you for inviting Oh, good morning. Me. God bless you. Good God morning. bless you. Glad you were able to join us. Anyone else? Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, Tanya. It's Rochelle. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning, Tanya. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Tanya. This is Cynthia. I enjoyed you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Victory family. God bless you all this morning. Hey, Sarge. Good morning, Tan. Good morning, family. This is Gloria. Enjoyed your declaration, Tan. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. God morning. This is Jeff G. Listen, that declaration was not just a declaration. That was an illustration. You actually took us in that place with them. I enjoyed it. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, this is Leomia. Good morning, Mama Leomia. How are you this morning? Outstanding. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I enjoyed your decoration. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Awesome, awesome. Go ahead, brother, because you did say you did say guys first. I was being obedient. Go ahead, brother. Um, brother E. Good morning, brother E. Gone, birthday girl. <laughs> I woke up this morning with my mind. Good morning, sister. Yeah, yeah. Stay on Jesus. <laughs> good morning, Tanya. This must be good morning. Awesome oh, good morning. Thank you, dear. You Thank always. You. I, I love your storytelling. Um, like someone said, I was right there. I, I could be right there while you were talking. Um, I just appreciate you. I really do. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all, y'all mighty quiet this morning. All right. Any questions? Any comments um, about the declaration? Hey, Sister Tanya, this is Prosperous Pam. Wonderful declaration. Um, you said one of my favorite um, <clears throat> quotes in the Bible, scriptures in the Bible about why do you uh, worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Yeah. I'm so glad that you um, mentioned that. It's so good. It's good for me, too. Because a lot of times we worry so much about other people instead of looking at ourselves. We get a lot done if I just focus on, you know, the log I have going on in my eye. So I just love that um, that that um, quote, that scripture. And I'm just going to, I'm taping that up on my desk today. I just want to keep that in mind. So thank you again. That was just a wonderful illustration. And um, your acting chops. Wow, that was good. So have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, Prosperous. Um, I hear you. I hear your sound loud and clear. I love what I hear. I love what I hear. I I, I hear the confidence. I hear the flat-footedness. I'm like, it's no more timid. Like you are, man, I, I love what I hear. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. God bless. You're welcome. So um, just you know, I don't have a bunch of questions. Um, Hazik's story is part fiction, part true. I took it from Second uh, Kings. Is it Second Kings or Second Chronicles? It's a second something. The story of Hezekiah. Yeah, Second um, Kings. Uh, the story of Hezekiah. It's a remarkable story about uh, a king who um, was he loved God, but he. Uh, grew up in an era where many of the kings around him and preceding him were wicked. And Hezekiah made a decision that he was going to honor God in all that he did. And in, in all honesty, there was a huge battle that took place, um, which is my battle. I made it relevant and made it a battle about business and competition. But there was a huge, he was threatened by this huge Assyrian king. You know, he had a huge kingdom. Uh, and uh, God, he went to Isaiah, and Isaiah assured him, the prophet Isaiah assured him that all would be well. He was going to watch God work, and they never even had to go into battle. God um, sent an angel that killed 185, I think it's 185 of their soldiers. They were just dead in the morning, and it freaked them out. 
Um, but after that battle, Hezekiah got really sick and um, he wept before the Lord. Get this. He, he wept. The Bible says he reminded God. He reminded God of everything that he had done, how faithful he had been. Remember, Lord, that I have served you faithfully and loyally and that I have always tried to do what you wanted me to do. Um, let me take a thought from there. I've always tried. Sometimes I might have blown it, but my heart was that I did the right thing. I honored you, even though as a human being, sometimes I made mistakes. Did that give, give him permission to blow it? Did that give him permission to willfully sin? No, he was just saying as a human being, I did, I did, my, I did my very best. And that's all that really God wants from us is that we give him our very best. And so he reminded God of what he did. Why would you remind God? God knows everything. Listen, it is appropriate to remind God of his word, and it is appropriate to remind God of some of these things that, you, that you've done um, as far as uh, feeding the sick, uh, uh, giving to the poor, um, obeying his word. It's, 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 it's obviously it's very, very appropriate because it got God's attention. And so what happened is, if we fast forward, God sent Isaiah, Isaiah delivered the message to him, to Hezekiah, that, you know, get your house in order because <laughs> you're going to die. The sickness that you have is unto death. You are absolutely going to die. Um, and Hezekiah felt that he had more to do. He wanted to, there were some other things that he wanted to do or what have you, or he just wasn't ready to die yet. And so he made that appeal to God. I've been faithful. I'm not ready to go yet. And so as as Isaiah left out the house on at the palace, he wasn't even uh, down the road yet. God said, turn around. I've heard Hezekiah's bitter cry. The Bible says that he cried bitterly, Isaiah 20 and 3. Uh, and he, I go back and tell him I'm going to give him another 15 years. And to prove that I'm going to give him another 15 years, ask him if he wants me to move the sun forward or back. In other words, do we want me to move time forward or does he want me to move time back? And so you can read the story yourself. It's a very, very interesting, very, very interesting story. And the uh, boil that he had was probably a form of cancer. He, God even gave him <laughs> the remedy. God gave him the remedy to get rid of the boil. Let me tell you something. God, there are homeopathic remedies that are out there that God will give us if we ask. Anyway, that's it. That's where I took the story from. I just, um, God gave it to me to make it relevant for us today. Um, so as we think about, let's talk about, let's talk about um, Hezekiah had a vice. I mean, Hezek, sorry, I don't know what Hezekiah's vices were, but Hezek had a vice. He used to smoke three packs a day. That's a lot of smoking. Um, I've never really been, I've never been a smoker. I tried it, I didn't like it. And no shade to anybody who was or currently still is. But what he did was he just wasn't strong enough to believe God for complete deliverance because that's a really serious addiction if you're smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Um, uh, so, and we all know the detriments of smoking. We know that it's, you know, they, they have, they, there is, it's an addiction. We know that you can get help for it, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so for whatever reason, Hazik, he was able to whittle it down to three packs, three cigarettes every other day, right? And so for some of us, we might feel like, oh, my God, you know, he's still a sinner. He's still, you know, not honoring God. But you got, he made some progress. 
There are areas in our life, think about your own life. There are areas in your life, you don't have to tell them, or if you want to get delivered from them, you want, to, you want some accountability about them, and you want to name them, we'll help pray, pray for you. Because <clears throat> one of the, it's hard for you to get past something when you won't even admit that you still have a problem. Um, and um, we, we have said for the past six and a half, almost seven years, we are overcomers by the words of our testimony. When we put a sound to whatever it is that we're dealing with, deliverance is there for us because we release it out into the atmosphere. At any rate, in this story's case, Hazik did the work. Faith without works is dead. So he was doing the work. He just had not come to the point where he was able to completely release. I want to go back. What are you struggling with that you're still holding on to? Are you doing anything to, um, to change that? I know you're praying, but outside of praying, what other work? Not, not that I'm throwing shade against prayer, but what other work are you doing? Okay, you got faith. You believe in. What work are you doing uh, that is attached with your faith? That's a question that's out there for somebody. And if you don't want to get that personal, um, yes. Yeah. I'm at the school, so let me answer before my little blessings come in here at seven. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, listening to you. You know how I love your storytelling, your animation. And like my brother Jesse said, I was actually with you. It was like it was so animated. Um, but for me. Um, this story just reminds me, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You guys know real quick, I was forced to retire at 47 in 2015. Didn't know that that threw me into a depression, which caused me to gain probably 50 pounds that I didn't realize that I was putting on because it was that that weight that just comes and not being healthy inside, mentally, physically, the whole thing. And so um, God used my girl, Sarah. Um, you guys know I lost her. Well, we, she went, uh, God called her home um, August 2018. But before her death, all the time that we spent together, she was pouring into me. And what I heard this morning was another confirmation that what I've been doing, and it probably gets on some people's nerves because I'm on this fitness kick. No, I'm not trying to be a two. I'm never going to be that. I'm not trying to be skinny, but I'm trying to be healthy because I was so unhealthy that God needs Sarah to really to really get me to get get together. I hope that makes sense. So that's why every morning, no matter where I'm at, where I am, I have to do some form of cardio so that I can get healthy from the inside out. And when somebody tells you that they were told, because Sarah shared with me that the doctors had told her because of cancer, she wouldn't make it to October. So with her getting that told to her, she began to tell me some things about this world and some things that I was doing, um, people that I needed to I mean, she really told me how I had to learn to protect me first because I was letting everything, you know, I was taking on everybody's problems, and that wasn't healthy. So it's not just about weight loss. It's about weight, period. So Jamie, mm, thank you. That's you, as well, you as well have helped me. And so I'm on this fitness because I promised Sarah, but Sarah also made me get back and let God know that when he saved my life, thank you, Jesus, I had to take care of my temple better, right? So it was just like a reset, mm. you know, now that the baby's here and all of that, I can't um, let myself ever get that sick again. And like you said, it's okay to pray and fast and all that stuff and do all this stuff, but what are you doing for your body, your mind? So I'm more healthier now inside 
right. I don't, I'm not tripping off my side. Thank you, Jesus. I can get in some smaller clothes, but it's because I I listened to what Sarah said because he really gave me some stuff that at some point I have to share with you guys how spiritual that was. But thank you, sis, and I so love you. So love you. So grateful for you. I love you more. That's amazing, Didi. It's not just about the weight. It's about the weight. You know, like, I mean, wow. That's we don't take often we don't take that into consideration the weight you know what i just had a thought once we get rid of the weight that we're carrying around not the physical weight the weight that we're carrying around internally i wonder how many pounds we lose (laughs) anybody else this is krishanda that was so good what you just said that was a sailor for real (laughs) whoa Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Once you get rid of the weight, how long do we have to wait? Hmm. It's a cho- How about this? It's a choice. I- wow. The duration mm-hmm. is a choice. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Big Sis? I'm doing um, all right, Big Bro. <laughs> I, I I want to say too, you know, um, my little sister Didi. Yeah, that was profound what you just said. But you know, um, we t- and we're talking about this reset. But how many times though do we uh, do we do we realize that it's not just about resetting. It's not just uh uh once you get the weight off, that's it changing your mindset it's about a lifestyle because just there. as you see people, just as you see people uh yo-yo they lose the weight and and and, and then something happens or, or 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 they you know they get complacent and they stop doing what they did to lose that weight and it comes back on and it's this constant battle uh it's the same way uh spiritually or or, or mentally so it's, you know while it's not about the weight it's it's a I mean it's not just about the weight loss it's about the weight but it's also what do we do on a daily basis once that weight is off you know there's a there's a story in the Bible that talks about uh, a man and once he cleaned his spiritual house out of all the demons okay mm-hmm. he did nothing else to to keep it clean and so when the demon came he came back and saw it was clean and he and 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 he brought seven more in. So as we reset and as we talk about reset and as we meditate on resetting, uh, um, I, I, I challenge us to to um, to think about the process, but also as we're in the process of, of becoming more strong and more relevant, uh, a better instrument for God's will is that it's not about the moment, it's not about even the moments after you do that, but it's about changing your life it's about the renewing of your mind every day so that we can keep that weight off and that we can become not just healthy for the moment or for that day but to become healthy for a lifetime that's good eric good because you do know that we have this is a temple (laughs) and we have a responsibility for the maintenance of the temple and being good stewards over our temple does that mean that you can't have sweets or coffee? Nah, nah. But 
but and, and I'm even talking to me, it's, it's important that we not uh, neglect the temple. Uh, you know, they say it all the time, garbage in, garbage out. And as you get older, um, as you get older, your body changes. Um, and so I don't want to be a size two. I don't want to be a size four. I don't want to be a size six. Um, I'm not trying to look like I'm 25. I, I'm 60. I don't, I don't have the desire to do that. I want to be healthy inside than out. So while I'm, I, I, and I exercise regularly on purpose, it has become, I realize I've been exercising since my baby who was 30, however old he is, was a baby. Some, some form of exercise. Um, and, and, uh, you know, just because it's a way of life for me. Uh, and, and I keep saying it's about keeping my heart healthy, right? So at 60, I can still run up and down the stairs. At 60, I can still squat. I can still do push-ups. I can still do jumping jacks and jump rope. If the gym was open prior to the gym being closed, I was lifting weights. Um, not because I wanted to bulk up or anything like that. I was just tr- trying to, I just wanted to tone. Um, and I miss being able to go to the gym, but I found a routine here at home. N- now I want to step it up a little bit because, just because. But at any rate, um, it's a decision that I made a long time ago, and it had, it's become habit forming. Like Dee Dee said, she does something, you know, every day. You know, it just becomes a part of who you are. I'm not obsessed with it, but I understand it's about, because I'm not done. God is not done with me. There is purpose that I still have to fulfill. And I can't do that uh, on a bunch of medication and overweight, can't half breathe and ankles all swole up and, you know, can barely put on shoes and, you know, nothing fits right. And now I'm, now I, you know, now I'm, I don't feel comfortable going outside because I'm self-conscious about, like, I don't, I don't want that baggage. I'm, that weight I decided to get rid of. That weight. That's, that's something I can control. You could pray all you want to. God is not going to come down and take the Fritos or the French fries out of your hands. He's not going to do it. He's not going to hey, do Tanya. it. Hey, Tanya. Yes, ma'am. You know how you um, were saying in the um, story, too, the gentleman was sm- smoking three times a day. That sounds so deliberate to me. Like, that sounds like someone on their way to not smoking again. <laughs> You know, when you went from three packs a day to three every other day, he's clearly on a path. So, again, let me focus on my own log and my own eye and let me set some some, uh, things going on, you know, set some short-term goals. Like, sounds like he was on his way. Anyway. Okay, thank you. So, that's a good place. Yes. Go ahead. No, oh, I, that, that was my good. only comment. I was oh, like, ooh, that was oh, good. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place to drill down. That's a good place to drill down. How many times have we, how many times have I criticized some behavior in somebody that I felt was unacceptable? I don't know that person's journey. I don't, I don't know if they used to be worse than that. Now, here's the fine line. If, if, I, if I've been a... <laughs> I'm probably going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but um, if, I've, if I've been a believer for a while, I mean, you know, years, I've been a believer for years, and I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not producing any fruit, because the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. I'm not producing any fruit. There's a problem. 
this is Hazik was different. It was evident that God was blessing his life. It was evident that he talked about God. He taught principles about giving and so on and so forth. So it's evident that not only his family knew he would say that he loved God, but his vendors knew that he loved God, that he respected God. His employees knew that he expected God. He had a reputation in the business community of one who believed God, reverenced God, so on and so forth. So he clearly had a fruitful life. He just, he had this vice that he was working on. And there are some areas in our life where we're able to believe God and, and they are, you know, instantaneously God. Um, we no longer have a desire for them. And then there are other areas where we struggle. And if all of us keep it absolutely 101, as I like to say to make Ravonda laugh, um, we got stuck. We, now, now, because of religiosity, we won't admit to it, but we have stuff that we struggle with. Some of it is because we're embarrassed because we have been saved or we, you know, you know, and we should be past this or whatever. Listen, your embarrassment will keep you bound if we're not, if you're not careful. And so when this, this guy clearly, he, I don't know where he got the three times, three times a day, every other day. I don't even know where he got that from, but he came up with that because he clearly wanted to stop as Pam said. So what are you doing? when you think about the vice that you have not been able to get past, what are you, have you just given into it completely? Or are you, have you even come up with a plan as to what you can do to begin to eliminate it or, 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 or um, at least start to backpedal a little bit, you know, at least starting to reduce what you do. I know um, reducing is not quitting, but at least it shows an effort on your part because I think a lot of times what we're faced with is hab habitual stuff, things that we do out of habit. When you break the habit, and generally they say it takes about 30 days to break a habit. So when you begin to break the habit, uh, it makes it a little easier for you to uh, completely deny yourself of that particular lust of the flesh. Because at the end of the day, his smoking was lust of the flesh that turned into an addiction. That's this character. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about my character, Hazik. Did that open a door for anybody? Did that give anybody clarity? Or is there someone who went through a process? Oh, okay, awesome. Is there anybody who went this through a process? Okay. Still going Hi, through the process. Yes. Yeah. Still going through the process. Okay, is, Brother Jeff, thank you for still that. Still going through the process. This is Juana, Man, and uh -huh. I'm glad I got on the call this morning because I didn't hear the entire story, but what I'm listening to now sounds like me. Um, I do struggle with smoking. Um, I'm in recovery. I've been clean for 13 years from everything except cigarettes, and I want to quit. I want to quit for my own health. I want to quit for the health of my children and my grandchildren also because the secondhand smoke. And I've tried, I've tried, I've talked to my doctor, I tried the patches, I tried the pills, and those things only made me want to smoke more, or it seemed like it made me want to smoke more. And then the stress, when I did, I tried, I said, um, one of the deacons at my church, he suggested, try, try cutting down, and I cut down to five cigarettes a day. And something happened 
and I picked the pack back up, and it became not a whole pack. I can't smoke a whole pack in a day, less known three packs a day, but it seems like I, when the stresses come, I smoke more, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to smoke this much. And at some point during the day, the cigarettes get nasty to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I won't even smoke a whole cigarette. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out what what can I do if, if I'm, I'm going to the doctor. Um, as we said last night, certain things were created and produced and put in place for us to be able to use to 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 help us, um, you know, God created certain things to help us, but when those things don't seem to help, what do you do? I also dance. I'm a dancer in church. Um, I, I pray dance, and I have to have breath for that. And if I'm smoking, yeah. that's taken away from that gift. And as you right. said, this is the temple, and I want to get my temple right. Um, I'm, I'm the eating thing, the diet, and all of that. I walk to work. Um, I use the dancing as my exercising and stuff like that. So I'm trying to stay healthy um, in that aspect. It's just these doggone cigarettes I can't get rid of. And I just threw the pack on the floor because they upset me. <laughs> Is that that noise I heard? Um, let, yes, let me ma'am. offer this to you. Let me offer this to you, Juana. And I'm not an, I'm not an expert. Um, this is just what okay. I hear. So, so mm-hmm. stressors come, they are triggers, right? That, mm-hmm. that will, you know, they cause us to do whatever our vice is. For some people, it might be picking up a bag of skins or picking up a bag of chips or, or whatever, whatever, but they're, they're stress. So that's an indicator. Listen, that's an indicator that your trust is not in God. So what do we do at that point? Right? So then, the, so then, and this is not just for Juana, this is for anybody. If if something happens that causes you to do something other than, you know, um, uh, calling on God or praying or whatever, right? That's you're trusting in that thing as opposed to trusting in God. And this is not to beat you up. I'm I'm trying to paint a picture to help you identify where 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 you can change the channel, where where you can okay. flip the switch. I'm sorry, where you can press reset. <laughs> Um, and so, so when the stress comes, a, a situation comes, you know, mm-hmm. you have a choice. I could pick up the cigarettes that I don't like that are nasty. I, don't, I know that they're no good for me. Or I can say to God, I want to smoke. Right this very minute, I want to smoke. But that's not what I want to do. I want your help instead. I want your peace. So just like Hezekiah reminded God, Right, there are other areas where you have been delivered in. God, you 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 healed me from this. God, you delivered me from that. I know you can deliver me from these cigarettes. I don't even like them. Help me, God. Help me, help me, help me, God. Help, make a song out of it. While the, listen, the urge is still there to smoke, but hold on, hold, don't don't give in to the urge to smoke, don't give in to the urge to eat, don't give in to the urge to steal, don't give in to the urge to cuss somebody out, don't give in to that urge. Just mm. help me, God, help me, help me, help me, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me, help me, help me, God, help me, God, God, help me, help me, help me, God, help me, help me, help me, God, help me, God, help me, God. Say it until you believe it. Say it until you feel it. Say it until you experience it. And make that your habit. 
<laughs> if you can't say help okay. me, God, that's too many words. Say one more. Hold on one second. If you can't say help me, God, that's too many words. Say Jesus, 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 yep. Jesus. Je- you cannot continue to say that name and something don't happen. That's just my remedy. You could try it if you like or not. Hopefully that mm-hmm. helps you. I heard, I heard somebody else trying to say something. Or did I not? I, this, hi, oh. my name, hi, um, I was listening in on them and I've been on the call. It's a beautiful decoration and it brings back so much. Um, I, I, I'm also, I am uh, in the arts, in the entertainment arts, in, in, and I've been through a long journey and long journeys with all type of situations because the fact that people love to give things to you when you're out there doing music, when you're out there doing things. And then when you finally see yourself being closer, and, and I was still going to church, going to church and, 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 and listening to, to the Lord and everything, paying tithes and the whole bit. But, you know, when I, I the cigarettes, I tell you, what I've done to help myself out, and I'm still doing it, because we on earth, and anything on earth ain't perfect. Nothing. One person or the other is not perfect. You can see something wrong with somebody down the street and say, oh, you know, and what. But you got to think about yourself. So this is what I've done within the durations of all these addictions of going down and coming in and going out. And they were fun. They were beautiful, fun party addictions. But what I did is I got on my knees. And I prayed, and I got in my secret place too. And I, I didn't really realize it was a secret. And I prayed. And when I went to the doctor uh, afterwards, later on, the doctors asked me, "You still smoking?" I said, "No." And they asked me, "How did you stop?" I said, "I prayed. I got on my." They didn't even understand that. I said, "I prayed it out. It was something that I." And another thing I've done, and 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 still is doing, is fasting. I fast on what is not to be in my temple. In my God's temple, that ain't supposed to be there. So I fast on it. It might be, I mean, people think of, I don't know. But this is my jurisdiction on fasting when it comes down to trying to get things together at this particular time. I can't fast on stop, you know, eating everything like that. I, but I will fast and stop doing what I'm supposed not to be doing. I will fast on that. Even if it's a, 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 a pint of ice cream, and I know I'm not supposed to have that ice cream, I'll fast on it. But these are particular ways of trying to get things myself. I just want to um, share that with everybody. Thank you for of- Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. That that um, I'm sure that's helpful to some people. Like we so and 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 when we think about it. For somebody who doesn't, not not you, but I'm just saying, for somebody who's starting, they don't really know what to do. How do I tackle this problem that I have? That you, giving some practical steps that you can do, um, and some practical steps that you can um, that you can adopt to help at least get you started on a road of um, den- denial. Because basically, what you're doing is you're denying yourself a pleasure that it likes. You're denying yourself some particular thing that it enjoys. You are satisfying the flesh. And so flesh is in control, and flesh is not supposed to be in control. The spirit man should always be able to conquer 
the flesh. Sometimes it doesn't. That's where we get off a little bit. But at, for the majority, the, mo- the most part, the spiritual man should be strong enough to combat the flesh oh, yeah. dictating to us what we want. Now, how do you get strong, though? Through the word of God. I'm literally through taking the time to read the word of God. Read what? I don't know what your challenge is, but you can also ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to what it is that you, or if there's a particular problem that you're facing, do do a Google search Bible verse on, you know, I don't, you probably couldn't find a Bible. I don't know. You might be able to find a Bible verse on smoking. I don't, I don't know. Um, something, not you won't see smoking in the Bible, but I'm saying there may be, Google may have a scripture, some kind of way they have the analytics figured out that what you're trying to do is get rid of a, of a habit. So do a Google search on it or, and, and and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you where to read. Like there are so many Bible um, apps that are out there that have Bible plans, reading or studying plans that you can take advantage of. But what you cannot do is whine and complain about, I don't want to do this no more. God, take it from me. He not. Stop it. Not not as a whining baby, not as a cry baby. There's some things he, he has the ability to do it, but there is some work that he wants you to do. Faith without work is dead. That's where the work comes in. What can you do? I can make a decision. So let me let me tell you one of my secrets. I have a sweet tooth. I love to bake, and I'm a good baker. Um, but what I do is I do not bake stuff for me and leave it in my house. If I bake something, it's because I'm getting ready to give it to somebody, or it's the holidays and it's going to be for the family. I don't. I as a whole, I don't like. I I will not buy cookies and ice cream and stuff like that. I will eat it. So if the ice cream or the cookies is not in my house, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night or I'm not going, once I get home or I've been home, I'm not going out to the store just to go buy no cookies or no cookies. So if I don't keep no cigarettes in my house, if I don't keep no alcohol in my house, if I don't keep no weed in my house, I can't smoke it. I can't drink it. If I don't keep the pills in my house that I really, they're not even prescribed. If I don't keep the pills in my house, I can't get high. How? And then if you get ready to get in your car, now here's the other thing. If you are, if you have a tendency to, you know, I tried that before and I get in my car and I go get what I need, put a note in your car. When you get, when you get home, put a note in your car that says, <laughs> God sees you or girl, don't, boy, don't you even think about going to get that thing. Put a note in your car in anticipation of your spirit man being weak. <laughs> That's good. That was real good. And listen, if you take that note and crumble it up, you really want that particular thing. And you might do it, but write yourself another note, and next time be stronger. Make a decision. That's your action plan. I'm going to put these notes in my car. I'm going to put these notes on the refrigerator. I'm going to put these notes on my medicine cabinet or whatever your vice is. Um, I'm going to put a, I'm going to set a, how about this? I'm going to set a reminder in my phone to go off every two hours. Thou shall not smoke. Thou shall not eat fast food. Thou shall not, um, give somebody the finger. Thou shall not, like do something like outside of the ordinary. If you really, 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 really 
want to stop a habit, there are ways to do it. You just got to go to the extreme and stop thinking that God is going to come take the cigarettes out your hand. He ain't doing it. Or take the alcohol out your hand. He ain't doing it. Yes. Good morning. Um, Great declaration. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, uh, the the angels, uh, South American, Africa, I heard it. Um, it's very. Um, oh, you you got that, huh? You you got that. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> you have me rolling while I'm riding down um, Highway 99 on my way to work. Um, couple of things. Uh, for me, I used to smoke, and I started smoking. And I didn't even have to hide because both my parents smoked, and so I went to them and asked them, "Could I?" And I was still. Lisa, change your yes. change your phone. Something happened. We oh, hold on. Um, we can. Okay. Let me do something different. Okay. Okay, is that better? Yep. Hello? Okay. My raggedy earpiece. It's not raggedy. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I didn't have to hide to smoke because both of my parents smoked. So I went to them and I asked them, um, could I start smoking? And I was still in high school. And they were like, you know, it was okay because they both started young. So they really didn't see anything wrong with it. We didn't have all the surgeon general warnings or whatever. They weren't as prevalent in the commercials, you know, talking about lung cancer. So um, I started smoking in high school. I never really... um smoked a whole lot, but when I got in the military, especially when I drank, I would smoke because it was just really more of a social thing, but I, I enjoyed it, so I did it, and that's the first thing. I think what what you said, Tanya, is so important that when we enjoy a thing, I don't care how much we really don't want to do it. If we really enjoy it, he's not going to take it away from us. That thing we have to start to despise, right, and I mean on a consistent basis, even when the lure of um, the attraction of it comes back, we got to remember that we still despise that thing. And so I would suggest for me, it was no struggle. I went home one day, I was working in the NCO club while I was in the military and I took off my shirt and my shirt smelled like one of those butt cans that you put your foot on and lift up and you stand around and smoke. And I kid you not, I I felt so sick and I never smoked from that point on. God took it away. I wasn't even trying, I wasn't even trying to quit. He just knew that it was time. So I I know because it was an enemy trying to set me up for that that familiar spirit because of the family history. And we know what smoking does. So I would suggest, in addition to prayer, in addition to um, crucifying that flesh and fasting and saying no every single time and writing the vision, like you said, and making notes and writing it up there and posting it, I will not, and those affirmations, make a list of the pros and the cons of smoking, right? and see how much more, because there's some serious cons to smoking. Look at some some Google um, shots of lungs that have smoked, right, how black and tarry they are. Look at our lung capacity. Look at you, sis, for dancing, um, how it takes away your breath. Look at, ultimately, smoking can lead to death, right? Um, look at the, the cons of how you feel when you're not smoking. So making a list and seeing what's the benefits and what's the setbacks of it that can help some people. So uh, I want to throw that out there. And for one scripture, I wanted to read, and I love this scripture, and we recently heard it um, at a Bible study about um, God being faithful and not forgetting um, what he promised. I want to read it real quick. It's Hebrews 6 and about Hezekiah. Hebrews 6 and um, 10. And this has something to do with, you know, over in Isaiah, how he talks about putting us in, uh, putting him in remembrance of his word and what he's already promised and how he's been faithful to us. But I'm going to move the phone from my ear just to read it. Hold on. And it's Hebrews 6 and 10. It says, God is not unjust. 
and he will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. James Verger talks about God is not unfaithful and he will not forget how you have labored for him and how you have ministered to the saints. So that's putting God in remembrance. God, I've been faithful and I've been serving you and I've been serving your people. Listen, God is not unjust to forget what we've done for him in his name. Now, the key is, did we do it in his name? That's the thing. So it goes back to that motive, that position of the heart. So thank you. I, I, I was I was riding down the road and wanted to share the scripture, but I just love how God is so faithful, that promise. And what we have to do is make sure that no matter what, in our imperfections and in the moments when we do fail, we just stay consistent. We keep going. I love that, Dee Dee and Brother E, and you guys were saying, keep making the decision to go and go and go and go. Even when we fail, get back up. A good man falls seven times. We just got to stay in the race. So thank you, Tan. Good, great story, great story. Thank you. That was Thank you for that scripture, Lisa. Uh, I have now highlighted it. Um, it reminded me. I've, I've seen it many, many times, but it is absolutely highlighted on my app now. Thank you. God is not, um, my, my version is good news translation. God is not unfair. He will not forget the work you did or the love you showed for him and the help you gave and are still giving to other Christians. Thank you for that. Anybody else? Tanya, this is Rochelle, my God. I kept trying to get on. But what, as I earlier in your declaration, as you begin to talk, um, <clears throat> it I could just see the, not just the, not the movie, not even talking about the movie, but the real life virtual picture of the passion of Christ brings me myself to the compassion of Christ. And the word says that I would never leave you nor forsake you. Not And my journey, when I needed, uh, you know, wanted to put certain things down and get people, certain people out of my life or, you know, any kind, we, we have all kind of addictions. And I wasn't none of that, you know, it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is when you um, make a conscious decision because of the compassion of Christ, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you put that thing out there and you ask him and you ask him because you trust that who he is. And it just all began to run together as he showed me that how the scripture Lisa just read and how um, uh, is it Hazik? um just cried out. He knew what it was, but he cried out and and made that confession and how the compassion of Christ just made it evident that I hear you and that he helped him and, and gave Hezekiah back the desire that he asked for. And it's just amazing how it just all runs together. I may see the picture, but what I say, what I mean is that I stand on his word. If I ask him something, I have to know that he is faithful to do just what I ask him to do. And because of his compassion, I have to do my part. That he came to give life and gave even more abundantly. And for that, that's so fulfilling. So I wouldn't dare waste the passion of Christ and throw away his compassion. So it, it was just deep for me. So thank you. Oh, wow. Praise God. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad that it was. Um, I think I think if you don't take anything away from this other than from this declaration this morning, other than um, God will honor the desires that we have. He doesn't just meet needs. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four says, "Whatsoever things you desire, 
when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, that scripture had not been written yet when Hezekiah made this um, appeal to God. There, there was no Gospels. There was no New Testament. He's in the Old Testament. Uh, when they, when Judah and Israel still had kingdom. Um, and so, but something inside of him triggered him to remind God of the work that he had, he, Hezek had done, Hezekiah had done. Okay, we'll make it relevant. Something inside of him. That was a God-inspired moment that he had to pray and ask God for more time to let, I'm not ready to go yet. And to get an, so God sometimes answers us instantaneously. And sometimes things, we get our answer over, through, through a process and over time. And it also lets us know that God will confirm his word. So if there's ever a question about, is this really God's will? God will confirm his word. He gave Hezekiah a choice. You want the sun to move up or you want it to 10 degrees or you want, I think it was 10, or you want it to move back. Just so I, I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to hold my word. And I read somewhere, and there might be a Bible scholar on the line. I read somewhere when I was doing some studies several years ago. There is time that cannot be accounted for. And it's the exact amount of time that Hezekiah asked God to, because he, he asked God to move the time back. The, basically the dial back um, because there was no clock to look at. And somebody might know what I'm talking about, but I read it that, that scientists have cannot account for it's a certain amount of time or something like that. Somebody trying to say something? It's a whole lot of noise. I think you, the phone might be in your pocket or something. Hello? Maybe that's our sign that the call should be over. Anybody have any other questions? Thank you. Hey, anybody, anybody have? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to just say this because it just when you were talking about the confirmation word. So when I retired in 2015, I told you that's when I went to my depression because I don't think we realize sometimes because I'm still acting, I'm still, you know, I'm still active, I'm still on the call, I'm at church, and I'm doing all this kind of stuff, but. It was so subtle, and um, when Sarah started, you know, going through her process, it was right as it was 2016 to be exact when she got diagnosed. So from 2016 to 2018, I was with her through that. But this is when I know that it for me for, for my fitness because I've had I've tried so many other programs, but it was 2017 that I got with uh, my coach May of 2017, and although I said I'm not. 300 pounds down, like some people, that's okay. But the maintenance and the fact that I now have a, accountability and it's like God sent him, even though he gets on my nerves, just the whole thing that he will send you what you need. And so now here we go, going on almost three years. And for me, it's a big deal. Like my, my family's proud of me. I'm proud of me because I've never had a desire to just get up and go. Even my husband and I went away for the night. I'm working out there. You know, it's just like, even if it's 30 minutes, it's something that I have to do for me because I made a conscious decision. It's a choice. Like you said, God's not going to do it. I got to get up at five o'clock like a crazy woman and work out. So, but I feel better from the inside out. So I just, just thank you for 
again, who you've been, and you've been an example because you've been on the treadmill. I'm surprised you're not on there now, working out. Love you. <laughs> wait, I got my ex, I got my I got my gear on. I can't wait till this call is over. <laughs> oh man, oh man, praise God. Thank you, Dee. Can anybody else? Yeah, this is Gloria. Um, hey, I appreciate this declaration, and um, I am a work. I'm a work in progress, but I bless God for the progress that I've made. Um, my, uh, I'm learning. I have. I'm, I have learned about myself, and I'm learning even more that sometimes the things that uh, I used as crutches, whether it was food, sodas, whatever it was. Um, I, those were things that, that, uh, I had allowed my flesh to, to make me, uh, agree with, or no, I agree with my flesh that they were, they were the, uh, comfort. And so those things, as God is exposing them, exposing them to me, I have a responsibility and thank God he's given me the power to start to, uh, deny them. So I'm I'm appreciative for him, for the work that he's doing and it, it is prayer it's the word and he has blessed I even listened to um, Lisa and and Dion turned me on to Carol Leaf uh, the the neuropsychologist about being able to and it's scriptural uh, uh, change your thinking about stuff so I'm I'm grateful I'm 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 excited about what God is doing and I'm grateful I haven't have a, had a Pepsi in three months. And I used to drink them every day. Hallelujah. And I have lost. Thank you, Jesus. I have lost nine pounds. And I'm changing my eating habits. Now, about two weeks ago, I did mess around and eat some pistachios again that I had no business with. And I hurt and suffered so bad for about three, four days. And I know that those things will kill me because diverticulosis don't like pistachios. Only Gloria's mouth had liked them. So, but I bless God for the growth. I thank God for the growth. I thank God that my, the, all the, the glucose medicine, I'm not off of it yet, but I'm working towards it yes. in the name of Jesus. And I believe God for deliverance. I believe God for changing. I, Gloria is a totally different Gloria than Gloria was before. Yes, you are. And I bless God for it. I'm not afraid to yes. stand for myself yes. and to speak what my truth Come is. On. And, you know, people don't, sometimes people don't understand it, but I thank God for being able to stand up and say yes to God and no to all of that low living that I have been doing for years. So I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I God bless you. I love y'all so much. And thank you to Claire Victory for being, being, being a part of my journey, being a major part of it, and, and calling me out of the grave clothes. I love you. Mm, that was wow calling me out of the gray clothes my god my god my god hallelujah that's wonderful thank you lord oh, yes. that was a personal yes. praise break yes lord. yes 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 god is amazing god is amazing anybody else and oh, i'm gonna get ready to joshua 10 oh, joshua 10 that you asked about when god stood time still when they were warring Joshua 10. Listen, I knew it. I, oh, it wasn't Hezekiah. It was Joshua. Yeah, they were in a fight. And, and, and God yeah, asked, yeah. Joshua yeah, yeah, yeah. asked God to stand time still. That's where the scientists lost that they can't account. But, um, but I'm not compl- just, just I want to tell y'all, I wasn't completely off. God did give. Now, hold on a second. Let me get it and read it. 
uh, God did ask Hezekiah what he wanted as a sign, and uh, he told him that he would. Okay, here, Hezekiah 20 and 8, and he said to Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, This shall be the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he promised. Um, shall the shadow go forward 10 steps? or go back 10 steps? And Hezekiah answered, it is an easy thing for the shadow to lengthen uh, 10 steps. Rather, let the shadow go back 10 steps. And Isaiah the prophet called to the Lord and he brought the shadow back 10 steps by which it had gone down on the steps of Ahaz. So in other words, they didn't have clocks like we do and they were able to tell the time based upon the position of the sun. Instantly, this wasn't no process. Instantly, God allowed the, so they were looking at these particular steps. They were called the steps of Ahaz. And based upon that, that's what they knew the time was. So, so, so what happened is, as they were looking, <laughs> the shadow went back 10 steps. My goodness. My goodness, my goodness. It was a reset, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, I listened to what everybody said, and I'm going to take that in account. Uh, I've been struggling with my, my weight. Uh, it's been a real struggle because I'd be trying to exercise, run, and stuff like that, and then I get tired and get disappointed and stuff like that, and I keep trying and keep trying. But also, what, what happens, like, um, if you're losing weight but God um blessed you with a behind uh i get so sick and tired of people <laughs> so sick and tired of people saying that oh i wish i had your behind you got a behind you're not going to lose it and stuff like that it's so annoying i wish i had the money to go get surgery to uh, lose uh, uh, weight. Uh, uh, I, I, no 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 let me stop you no 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 we're not doing that thank you let me just tell you god formed you Tap into that scripture about being wonderfully and fearfully made because as a woman of color, I can speak for me and I didn't mean to cut you off. The way I'm created, designed, I hear it all the time about my hips. I'm so tired of people telling me the same thing. You should do this to lose those hips. Well, don't let any doubt. See, that's a negative. That's a fire. That's a dart from the enemy. You keep doing you. And there are people that's paying for what you have to. So, so don't even go that route. Right now, declare that you will not, no matter how you, that's a ministry by itself. There are people paying for behind. That's all. Uh, and since I'm sorry, you said your name, but I, I didn't hear. What's your name again? I just don't want to say, hey, you. What's your name? I'm Cynthia. I'm Cynthia, Cynthia. Jones. Yeah. Uh, let, let, me, let me just say this to you, Cynthia. I, I, um, I appreciate you being honest because this is real for you. Um. Uh, and so a couple of things I want to, I want to, I want to share to you. Thank you, Didi, for, um, uh, sharing that, um, uh, about, you know, other people, whatever. So here's, here's what I'd like. So I'm not an expert. I'm going I'm to tell you some things that I know. There are two things as far as weight loss is concerned, provided that the weight loss is not caused by a medic, I mean, excuse me, the weight gain, weight gain is not caused by um, a medical prop, like you have um, taking a medication that has made you blow up or um, or something like that, right? If it is no, it's self-induced, right. it's, it's based on what we're eating, that kind of thing, right? So as long as it's that, that's one thing. 
there are two things that need to happen with weight loss, some form of physical activity, and it doesn't have to be running, but some form of physical activity and eating uh, and having a better or a, a more healthy diet. When I say diet, I don't mean these crash diets that you go on, you, you just drink juice or smoothies for, you know, three weeks. Anybody will lose weight. All you all you're doing is drinking juice or eating food. You're not eating no meat. You're not eating no carbs. It's just that. That's not weight that's going to stay on. That can jumpstart you. It can jumpstart you, but you would have to change your eating habits. And and you need to and, and it's good to make a decision that this is going to be a lifelong journey for me. I'm not just going to stop eating this for three months and then go back to the Kentucky Fried Chicken and the McDonald's and all the fast food after I lose this weight and think you can go back to those old eating habits. You're, it's the weight is going to come back and it may come back faster. So what I found is is that you have to combine some form of activity, whether it's walking briskly or you know you have a treadmill or some type of or weight lot what it weight um uh free weights or boxing or whatever it is that you like it could even be swimming um right whatever it is that you like and you know you're going to be committed to uh, and you can also change it up but along with a healthy diet so if you're so here's a perfect example gloria said that she was drinking pepsis regularly like at least once a day when she stopped drinking mm-hmm. the Pepsis, that alone, she lost nine pounds. It's because of all of the sugar that's in the Pepsi. She replaced it with something else, perhaps water, right? When you begin to start to cut out, and so what you should do is, for about a week, write down everything that you eat whenever you eat it. Okay. To get a picture of what you're eating, especially if you're eating, uh, if it's a nervous eating or because or for comfort or because you're stressed start writing down everything that you eat for about a week after that and just don't make any conscious effort well, I'm just gonna eat a salad today and you usually don't what you normally eat for about a week when you ate okay. and what it was and what the portion size was after that week is over go back and reevaluate it like it's really important that you even put down the time because you'll be able to reflect on, oh, man, I remember I had got a call from so-and-so, and they stressed me out, and I went straight to KFC, or I went straight to Wingstop, and I ate till I couldn't mm-hmm. eat no more, or whatever the case may be. It will help you to remember there are certain triggers that are causing you to eat. So then now you can create a program on how to avoid those things or what to do when a trigger pops up. Instead of eating a whole bag of chips, if you have celery in place or you have, um, I don't know, something else, some kind of fruit, or you have, instead of the, the chips in place, maybe you have um, uh, some other kind of baked item, you know, some kind of healthy something, whatever it is, or granola or something, but it's not the fatty, um, the fatty chips, and you make that a habit. And start to look at the things that you can systematically start to um, eliminate. You can't do it all in one walk. Those are just a few little things that I have as a suggestion. You might want to get a personal trainer who can, or a nutritionist that can also give you some advice. Um, but starting, so those are, those are some things that you can start without having to spend a whole lot of money, right, to evaluate what you're doing, why you're doing it. And not even just for eating, maybe for some, the person that is, you know, um, smoking, you might even want to think about <clears throat> creating a journal of when you're smoking and 
how often and why what happened to cause you to want to smoke. You might want to, and then that's something that you can go back. Or if you're drinking a lot and you want to, you know, you want to, um, you want to change that. There, there. If look, if you if you're willing, there are ways for you to break these habits. Um, it's getting close to the hour, guys. Um, does anybody have anything else before we get ready to end the call? I just want to say one thing, and that's um, water. Um, if you, because uh, I, I have to get myself together myself in terms of like getting back down to my normal weight with this COVID. But um, I know when I'm consciously aware, okay, I'm going to drink more water. Just making that change alone, something about that helps too with the weight loss. And drinking more water, like eight to ten glasses a day, or you know, some people go way up there, like a gallon or something a day. I don't know if that might be a bit much, but just increasing your water intake. Okay, that's all. Thank, thank you, Pam. Thank you. Anybody else before we close out? Right, real, real quick. I'm sorry. Um, the first thing is when we're the way we're doing right now is what I want to speak on. It's actually being done, but um, I really wanted to say the word uh, accountability. Finding accountability mm. partner. I had an issue with my um temper, and two of the guys that I talked to in my church, they real been astronomical and helped me with that as well as uh, frivolous spending. Um, I had to find an accountability financial partner to help me with my spending. And that can be with anything from overeating to smoking. That's uh, one thing. And number two is kind of unrelated. We're talking about spending. Um, I went on the the uh, app, and it said it was down. Is there any other way besides the app that we can give to the ministry? Uh, is anybody on the call that can address that? Oh, well, push pay. I think um, Cash App, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Cash App is one of the ways that you can give. And okay. I go to DeclareVictory.org and PayPal. Yes, DeclareVictory.org. That's what I actually went on, and it it, it says I mean I, I I guess they can do it through the um, Facebook page. I don't know. Yeah, I just go www.declarevictory.org, and then there's an area where you can give. That's where okay. I typically go. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. I'm going to see. I'm going to pull it, try to pull it up, because he was saying it was down. Yeah. Say it again, sis. You broke up a little bit. Yeah. The cash app ID is I. The letter I declare I, victory. I as uh, letter I did. Okay, got you. All right, thank you. Yeah, and That's, I'm also I'm at the website. I'm just just want to confirm. It might have been something with your processor, um, brother, because I'm at the website and it's okay. showing me that I can give. It's the donate button so, that takes you straight to PayPal. Yeah, hit yeah. the donate button. Yeah, yeah. Any, and thank you for asking. Any, anybody right, thank else? Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, if not, I want to close with this scripture um, to my sister who was, uh, we were talking about weight loss to you. Um, and Dee Dee said, you know, um, she talked about I am the scripture that says, I am fearfully as wonderfully made. Um, it's in Psalms, I believe it's Psalms 139, if I'm not mistaken. One, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me, I'm going to get it. I thought I had it. Fearfully and wonderfully made. I should have had it before I said it. Um, 139.14.
um, is the scripture. It's a great scripture um, to read um, for self-confidence because um, God gave you that extra, job. you know, I wish I had a little bit more. Uh, I don't, but I got what I got. <laughs> um, but anyway, it just says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So that's Psalms 139 and 14. All right, guys. I um, I think that we have covered a lot of ground this morning about reset. Uh, I pray that you have the courage to do the work uh, to reset. Uh, and that you will join us here tomorrow, tomorrow or tonight. There's a women's call tonight. Sister Lisa, who um, uh, eloquently uh, gave gave such eloquent comments earlier, um, uh, gave us that scripture from uh, Hebrews. I believe it was the tenth chapter. Um, at any rate, she is teaching that class tonight, and it will be on the same number. And it starts at six p.m. If you're not able to make that class, or excuse me, that call. You can join us back here tomorrow. Um, we meet here um, Monday through Saturday. Same call-in number with a different declarer each day. We've been blessed with uh, with a team of folks who are um, studying the word and intentional about giving you, feeding you what God has given them and what can positively impact your life. So. With that said, we're going to go ahead and end the call. You guys make it a great day. Uh, and I love you. Be safe out there. Be watchful and careful and prayerful. Love y'all. Love you. Have a blessed day. Love y'all.